All right, hello. How long gone? Uh, I'm Jason. Chris is here. We're in Glendale. I just got home from Burbank Airport. It's a rare how long gone after dark. Uh, Jason's teeth and lips are a nice shade of purple Mm -hmm. from his Napa juice trip that he just returned from. A lot of fruit. I, a lot of un- juice. Unfortunately, we are recording this podcast at night, which is against my religion and all values. Uh, mm. But it's not going to go drink champs style because Jason is is drinking his usual coffee. He didn't bring home. Did you ship the cases back, or did you just weren't able to bring them on the JSX? <laughs> we're yeah, they we're going to ship them back. They should be at the house by like Thursday or something. Okay, like just that. in time for the holidays. Thank God. On JSX though, you can bring it all. I I brought um I brought some bottles of olive oil back mm-hmm. stuff like that but i didn't i was by the end of the weekend i i couldn't look at another mm-hmm. bottle of juice i'll tell you that i understand you're even, like a even, fat baby even the <laughs> like a fat baby even even the 30 year cab sav mm-hmm. i just said not tonight so as an outsider and non-drinker i would love to discuss how obnoxious <laughs> Now I know this is the motherland. This is like our version of of France. Yeah. You know. So how annoying is the wine culture versus the payoff of the juice being so good? It's it's they're, they're, it's a pretty much a fifty fifty wash okay. split down the middle. <laughs> okay. So it's a you're just drunk and nothing matters. Nothing is good. Nothing is bad. It's just kind of whatever. Well, you you kind of feel bad for them. Because there's no good way to do it. Because if you go to a, one of these winery tasting tour mm. things, the person there, like the customer, is either going to care way too much or not care at all. There's no no one right. is just like, oh, thank you for telling me about this wine. I drink it. It's yummy. Mm. It's always just like, oh, what am I supposed to do? It tastes like uh, berries, and this one is oaky. Lol. I don't know. Or you go into like, well, the 2001, there was that third extra day of rain. And, if, you know, you can kind of get that on the finish. I'm sorry, can you bring some soil over for me to finger? Or is this, <laughs> oh, so we're just tasting the actual wine tonight. Okay, so noted. There, there's always, you know, as a wordsmith, I was paying close attention. Did and you pick up some new vocabulary? Yeah, I mean, it just there's little little anecdotes and words that people said, in just like in every other culture, to yeah. sort of, you know this to cause, show because i i know that you're on the record as one of your favorite movies of all time being sideways yeah, yeah. so unfortunately i wasn't with you this weekend you were with carolyn so i feel like you couldn't relive it completely but <laughs> did you rent a car or no i did cheat on her okay. with, an, with, an, with an asian sommelier <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did share her the small day in a low budget hotel room off the highway. Yeah. Napa's magic. I mean, I had to leave the sob up there. <laughs> still... The sob needed an oil change. I couldn't get back. I it... Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really. I mean, I get the the problem was like you you really need to go there with your partner because there's not there's not much else going on. It's not like you're going to go as a single person and check out the yeah. talent yeah. at all these places. Sure. It's not going to happen. It ain't the nice guy on a Friday night. It's it's not. I mean, at a certain point in the world, yes. But in 2022, every winery you go to, everyone has like their dog stroller and their <laughs> yeah. kids and their picnic baskets. And So on a scale of 1 to 10, excluding my sobriety from this conversation, <laughs> how much would I hate this? <sighs> Well, it's it's actually pretty Chris forward because of uh, because of the hours 
because like it, like mm. everyone there wakes up early and you do most of your stuff in the daytime in the afternoon mm. and especially now with with daylight savings like the sun sets at 4 30 so, so it's a blue eye crowd kind of i mean the, the the blue eyes are very bloodshot but of course and the blue and the red of course combine to make a nice pinot uh, of course. a nice pinot shade <laughs> it is a blend actually it's it is a blend, blend. it's a blend <laughs> So like every night I I was reminded of Chris because we, you know you go out all day you drink 10 bottles of wine mm. and you cuz you're not spitting cheese. like a little baby you're just sucking it down the juice Yeah I mean yeah I'm a thoroughbred so I can handle my my but liquor But I thought the spitting was more of a not just a performative act but I thought it was I I thought it was more of like a I thought it was like a taste thing you're saying People are just bitch made and they can't drink wine all day. So they got to spit it out and get a little grape on their teeth. The only time I saw people spitting it out uh-huh. were, were the people that worked there that kind of had to do it all day long. Okay. So, and they're like, well, I have to drive this golf court, golf <laughs> sure, cart sure, around. Sure. And my new- Escalade golf cart <laughs> to the other vineyard is going to get a little swervy if I don't, if I don't slow down. Brought to you by Lexus. Okay. They had the, to slow down there. Yeah. So like. You know, if you're if you're doing 17 tours a day and there's 10 bottles each, sure. you just can't do it. So, uh, did you reach though with that much drinking? And also, it looked like you were really putting away some food, which I we don't need to discuss if you don't oh, want to. God. But uh, I saw the tomahawk the size of my <laughs> fucking teardrop fucking yeah. quad. <laughs> now, is the uh, are you able to get absolutely smacked? Or is the amount of food being eaten, and of course, I don't even want to bring up the cheese plates, mm-hmm. is that, I mean, unbelievable selection. <laughs> and I'm sure there's a nice chutney on the side as well. This is a quince pie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, are you able to get twisted like it's 12 vodka sodas? No. You're not. No, so you're you just not. basically are drinking all day, kind of feel like shit, continue to eat, so you never feel that good. Well, no, I mean, you feel warm and fuzzy the whole time. You kind of have to turn that part of your brain and body off okay. where you commit to it and you're like, I'm just going to be drinking all day and eating cheeses and, yeah. and charcuteries and things like that. And it's fine, but there are there are actual like bars where you can get sure. you know hard alcohol and, and people do turn up. But I think like the party crowd there, they'll, they'll drink wine all day. And then at a certain point, they kind of switch over to the hard stuff Mm -hmm. they start sipping their browns i feel like just because of the large concentrated amount of uh service people Mm -hmm. big coke town huge coke town i knew it i knew it i knew it because you know if you're pouring wine for obnoxious people from la all day Mm -hmm. nothing you want to do more than tuck into a nice little baggie (laughs) and a fucking johnny walker blue after Mm -hmm. those people go back to the hotel if you can't beat them join them cocaine Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, I was talking. We were talking to a master psalm, actually, that we were friends with. Was his palate blown out from tooting too much? <laughs> no, but you know, I was asking him like, "So, do do all sommeliers here do cocaine?" And he was like, "Yeah, more or less, pretty much." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, chief. Yeah, we do kind of. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yeah, because I think what you want to do is complain about the locals sure. well, i mean you want to be a local that complains about the tourists but also it, the, uh, that's the that was the biggest conundrum of the valley that that we discussed which was all the locals there are very protective of it and sure. they go to more drastic um measures than i've ever seen before one example restaurants and and bars and, and places like that 
that are really, really popular and just super good and delicious, but they're sort of started as like a pet project mm -hmm. by some like rich, you know, millionaire landowners. They just like want to do it and then it gets so big. And then it turns into, you know, a courage bagel situation. Sounds like this podcast, actually. I see a parallel here. Yeah, you you, you start having to manage, you know, you're bailing water out of the boat mm -hmm. because it's just everyone wants to hop on. Mm -hmm. So so restaurants will will change their names and encourage local residents to leave one star Yelp reviews to keep people away. This is fire. Okay, I'm back now. So yeah. anytime <laughs> there's there's some lying to the general public mm -hmm. because you're making too much money, um, and I, I'm sure the food and art is suffering when the line is out the door and your Applebee's style buzzer, you know, only works <laughs> within a one mile radius. So they're saying that they, they a popular restaurant mm -hmm. will change the name and encourage their friends and locals to give it a negative review to mm -hmm. keep people like you out. Yes. Exactly because, and I think I think the the money part, like like you said, they're making so much money. That's not the issue. Because it doesn't matter. The issue is they already have a lot of money, and they're doing this because they, they thought it'd be a cool idea. Yeah, they're like, man, you make the best fried chicken I've ever had in town, or the best whatever, and they start selling it to their friends, and it takes off, and then suddenly, mm. you know, there's a hundred people lining suddenly up. Suddenly, there's fourteen Mac DeMarcos waiting in line for some smoked salmon <laughs> on a Tuesday morning, and I'm a little hard. And it's just, by. and it's like our, we're not having fun anymore. Yes, we're making a lot of money, but like, yeah, my this life is not. Is what, I don't need money. This is not what I intended. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, um, just just because uh, we all know your stance on Italy and and the food there, a popular foodie destination. Yeah. Napa, another obviously known for its its juice and grapes and excuse me fruit, mm -hmm. <laughs> also known for it as a culinary destination. Yeah. You have to pair something mm -hmm. with the wine to kind of make it through the night. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. So on a, a, a hopefully outdoor fire where you can cook over it. On a scale of one to ten, how are you rating the vittles in Napa? Is it merely to be paired with wine, or can the food stand alone? Oh, the food is way better than in Italy. Okay. So you're saying... But that's you just, my hunky palate, of course. Yeah, but I don't think Italian food is necessarily a a, a palate exploder. You know, it's not It's not <laughs> like it's some sort of delicacy. It's fucking pasta, you know. Palate exploder. Yeah, that's I, our, new pod, our new food podcast, <laughs> Palate Exploder. We did a little deal with NPR. We'll yeah. tell you guys more about it later. We take a look under that. Because I, I saw the American fare on your... Uh, extremely small instagram story the checks were getting tiny i know um and i appreciate that but the other, <laughs> i'm kind of over the food and wine because there's some other stuff that i would like to tackle about this trip that's a little more important mm -hmm. and i'm sure you received some feedback on this already but this was the debut of the size 17 uggs <laughs> is that right yes because i think this is a big step for you because as Pun intended as looking like you said, being an NBA player without any of the skills, finally, you're starting to tiptoe into the dressing. And you've left Amiri at the real real, <laughs> but you said, Ugh, come on over to this side. Yeah, the uh, I mean, it just felt right. Sure, I agree. I, I had been flirting with the Ugh a little bit. And now that you know, I'm able to afford something like that without having to really think about it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was sort of I time. gave you a bonus for this weekend because I wanted you to be able to stunt on your old friend, you know. <laughs> and I took advantage of the Black Friday sales, of course. <laughs> uh, you guys check out Zappos for Black Friday. Use cause how long at checkout. 
Yeah, the, it was. And just to, let's just set the tone. Let, let's set the stage. Mm-hmm. This is a classic quarter. Yeah, three quarters UGG booty. It was a half cab. Half cab. No, no stacked heel like the popular Bella Hadid model. This is a, strictly a classic. I didn't need to stack the heel with my height. Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. But yeah, the same style that you would see Bella wearing. Okay, and, and how were these? Obviously, you, you were only with a small group of people you knew. Were you getting curious looks from other wine sippers, or did you fit right in? in Not home? a single person guffawed. Wow. It, was, it was completely normal. The only thing I had to like really contend with was the the pant leg opening difficult difficult so you either have to go a wide leg pant where it fits over it otherwise you get you have you're just annoyed by constant this is this is my suffer with my fucking cowboy boots bro yeah same thing same thing i think maybe they should start making jeans with a cut made for boots or something like that where you can wear them like that's a really good idea yeah but you can also if you are uh you know feeling spicy do it with a short but then whatever's on top has to be remarkably splashy or you have to do like a like a sweat so you went with your aloe leggings and kind of just kept (laughs) no stirrups though you didn't go that far but you just had the leggings on and kind of it was a seamless kind of look no it took it took a little it wasn't first uh first first shot first kill let let me ask you a a question first take drake was it a pre-style here before you before you took it to to napa it was a mental pre-style okay so you went through your your share style closet mm-hmm. in your in your little head share from clueless yes of course not not share who not uh singer song is now Cher. grooming a 30 year old backup dancer <laughs> so you, you're saying you had the look planned and We're both w- adults when you got there did it mm-hmm. change or did it was it what you envisioned well, the the thing was, it took me a little time because I I went there not wearing the Uggs. The Uggs were in the Rimova, but, but which is I'll, crazy, first of all, because those take that's a lot of real estate. Tell me about it. So but you were committed scrunchy. to making these work for you. But then on the way home, I felt comfortable enough to wear the Uggs on the plane, and it, and it felt just right. But I liked I liked wearing them with shorts because when you wear them with a wide leg pant, it's a lot. It's a lot of look, especially in a size seventeen. You can only imagine how big an UGG is, mm-hmm. and it it begins looking. They're puffy by nature. It almost uh, encroaches on the world of costumery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which, which is a style of dressing that, unfortunately for us, you do flirt with from time to time. I do, I do, and it's fun because you know it's it's all what's going on in the mental. Because sometimes you're like, you know what, I will wear a fucking dumbass outfit, mm-hmm. and because none of this matters, if this person that I'm looking at does not like the way I am dressing right mm-hmm. now. I am a okay with that. I will never see these people again. That's they true. will never see me again. That's and a good way to look at it. That's called fuck off style. No crumb a, hearts. That's just regular. It is, yeah, it is a fuck off style. Not everyone can be there, but I'm not always in that mindset. Sometimes I want to fit in and I don't want to. Sometimes you know. you're not in rock star mindset, but luckily for everyone on your flight home today, mm-hmm. you were feeling yourself. Hold mm-hmm. on. I don't I don't want to give the, the, the listeners kind of too much behind the curtain, but did you wear it with the outfit you have on right now? No, I okay. was I was wearing this top. Okay, 
but I had on some some just regular trouser pants with with the Uggs on. Okay, on okay. Because Jason's wearing his um, <laughs> extremely questionable Eckhaus Lada shorts. I'm only wearing these because when I got home, I was like, I'm going to put on some comfy clothes. What's the worst, ugliest because, thing I can Because wear? I thought, you know, because there's a line where if, you, if you're wearing the Eckhaus shorts with the Uggs, mm-hmm. it's got to be the Telfar Uggs. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> but you can't wear the kind of the, the stock the 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 stock Uggs the J mm. the the GR Uggs <laughs> with the Egg House it's got to be the Telfar joints only yeah yeah or you know the the thigh highs yeah something like that I mean that. if you want the furry Ugg collaborative purse I do I can you we do have a nice goat credit that I'm sure you could use to kind of get that in the collection we love those guys over at Goat thanks to our friends over at Goat so I'm really glad it sounds like this weekend was a a, a big W for Team TJ. It w- it was a very it was a huge W. I mean, our our weekend was planned out. You wake up around seven. Uh, you make a little pour over. Unfortunately, he was he only had a Chemex at the house. Friend of the show, Andre, who I did a food podcast. I with. thought Andre was doing pretty well these days. What's going on? Well, I mean, the Chemex is great if you're making coffee for your whole family or your whole squad. But my squad goal in the morning is one person. <laughs> so I don't. So it, like when sure. I make a pour over coffee at home, he didn't have the Breville espresso machine, or maybe some imported no. Japanese techniques that we were not aware of. No, yet? he had an amazing. His setup was way nicer than I have. He had that you know the expensive kettle where you oh, can yeah, set yeah, what yeah, temperature nice. it is. So, he had the Chemex. He has this crazy tea set. There's timers. There's scales. There's I weighing, see. So you're saying, dumping. but it would produce too much bean for singular TJ. It takes so long because you have this big Chemex thing. It's like the size of a flower vase yeah. or a gallon. Of milk or something like that and just making one mug of coffee in that is a little ridiculous mm-hmm. so you know it's like so you just drove to starbucks got an iced soy latte two pumps caramel and then we're back at the house <laughs> no, in time I'm, for breakfast I'm, i would make three cups of coffee all at once but it took me you know 20 minutes okay. to finally thank god you can queue up malcolm gladwell on the airpods and kind of <laughs> make it go by quicker I could have done that, but I took a I took a pod media brownout. Wow! Um, yeah, all I did was watch some slow cooking television on Twitch, and okay. then of course Sunday is game day, so we had Red Zone <laughs> on all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Not Red Zone. Oh, it's worth every penny though. Yeah, but there, yeah, I, there was a there's a Twitch television show called Fire Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Friends of the show should tune in. Twitch, I'm sure you know what it is, but you you would never download the app and put it on your TV. But no, 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 I would never, I would never use Twitch. But this is a popular streaming program where the cooking is happening. Well, they have like their Instagram page is like a hundred thirty thousand followers. Yeah. It's big, and he's probably big on TikTok and and in Instagram. But the Twitch stream has like fifty people watching it. But it's just some Nordic guy, or maybe he's German or Austrian, mm. and he's out in the woods. I've, I think I've seen this actually. He films it all by himself, yeah. but it's like 4K, high def, AMSR. Or- no, he's he's gorped up. He's, he's okay. got knives and he's got. Okay, so he's keeping it archy. Yeah, he's keeping it archy. He's got a bucket hat on. There's a chin strap. There's knives and boots and cargo pants. So this and- is some real man shit, not some pussy cooking. Exactly. The whole the whole point is he, he doesn't talk. There's no music, and it's just a long kind of sensual situation where he'll get like here's like a big crazy piece of meat, yeah, or like an ostrich egg or like some gnarly odd animal. He's yeah. not just making like smash sure. burgers, sure. 
and he'll cook it, you know, he'll like find some volcanic rock and start a fire and put the rock on top of the fire and let it heat up as a sizzling surface. And then he'll like slowly sprinkle salt on it and smack it and rub it. Sometimes he'll put like a a metal chain through it and hang it over the fire and so this is like Fra- Francis Malman with an REI. It's very very Malman esque. Okay, everything is co- is cooked in like ten cups of butter and okay. beef fat. And this, now ducks. is there is there data on this guy? Is he out? Like is he? What's the vibrato? Like, do we know anything about him? Or He's not out it? yet, but I have my sister. No, I don't mean I don't. I don't mean his sexual preferences. Okay. He obviously fucks animals, but it I gets lonely like, out there in the jungle. I know he's. I know he's an, a, a kind of an animal guy. <laughs> he loves animals. I, I fucked this goat. I think we all know that. <laughs> uh, but it look. But you just. It's like a mesmerizing kind of. Yeah. Uh, like a very ASMR kind of thing where you just lay on the couch and you watch it. There's no commercials and it just keeps playing forever in like yeah. a TikTok kind of way. And next thing you know, five hours goes by. A beautiful by. slow build. And then mm-hmm. at the end, do you see him kind of devouring his catch? He eats it and he eats it like kind of like a perverted, disgusting way where yeah. he just takes some giant flap of beef heart or whatever that he's just mm-hmm. cooked. Right to the dome. And he just like... Mm, so good oh. it's it's slutty and it's perverted is this andre's is this something that andre jerks off to that he put you on to of course okay, of course. okay. But there's, there's there's dozens of other slow cooking yeah. shows or well, slow everything shows you know this is a perfect segue into what i watched uh <laughs> over the did you watch some programs this weekend over the thanksgiving holiday unlike you guys who were watching some like i don't know like important stuff i <laughs> tuned into hbo because i wanted to get my hate watch on okay and i'm leaving succession and white lotus on the table i went straight for uh, a cooking show <laughs> called the big brunch <laughs> starring canadian glasses wearer dan levy <laughs> mm-hmm. he created it yeah and then he's from got the mind of dan levy and he's got two Co- he's got two co-judges one is some awful chick from bon appetit okay what i forgot her name i told you her name oh zola zola yeah okay. and then some nerdy white guy who's like 11 madison park like business side okay who okay. like he's giving like todd oldham gay mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. married to the chick who started milk bar oh so he's gayer than a real gay. Yeah, he's 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 eaten. Yeah, he's like <laughs> doesn't get any gayer. So the premise of the show is they have all of these contestants who are cooking brunch in a kitchen that looks like it's at like the Pally House Hotel. You know, it's like Soho House meets is, Pally is House. Is that derogatory? That's derogatory. All right. And the but they all have like a kind of a purpose. You know, mm. they're not these classic line cooks on Coke having slamming some Budweiser's. These are people that are trying to not only uh, give back to the community, but maybe do it sustainably. Maybe <sighs> teach children about cooking and farming and how to do that in their communities. Mm-hmm. So the overall vibe, this show is a competition show. You're, you're supposed to want to kill your neighbor, <laughs> but instead they're helping each other serve. They're clapping after every everything. Okay. They're very encouraging. But the main takeaway of the show is um, (laughs) 
Dan Levy's outfits. <laughs> so Dan Levy is is a known. He thinks he's like a fashion bitch. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So he's coming out every episode. All, first of all, all the contestants look like shit. All of them dress like shit. Like they look <laughs> terrible. There's no fashion on this show. They're back, back of house ugly. Is not but, yeah, there's no fashion on the show. You know? Of course not. Dan Levy's coming out in like a look. Like, of course. Today is Lueve. Today, tomorrow is Mew Mew. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> but what I've noticed about Dan, first of all, Dan classically doesn't dress for his body. We all know that about him. Mm-mm. He changes his glasses every day because he has a glasses brand, which I respect. <laughs> but all of his pants, no matter what the look, <laughs> cropped. Every single pair cropped. How no much matter, ankle is he showing? Well, it depends on the footwear choice, Jason. When he's wearing some of his sneakers, there's some sock peeking out. But when he's wearing some of his boots, obviously there's a there's a small connection okay. that happens between the boot and the and the hem. Okay. But so he he's but the the woman from Bo- so they it's all brunch themed, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like a bartender that makes them cra- like the bartender comes up. <laughs> she's like a crazy cool black chick with a shaved head and a nose ring, and she's mm-hmm. like, "What are you guys feeling?" You know, and they're like, "I don't know, maybe." A Caesar. It's like our Canadian Bloody Mary. Okay, so they, and, they like, give, and then Dan Levy's like, a Caesar is a Bloody Mary, but from Canada. Exactly. They it's give, so good. They give like it's giving vibes, flavor. Though. They're like, I'm feeling like, I don't know, like pina colada, you know? And then she comes back with like the craziest shit, you know? I'm thinking, what if we, for brunch, we had a, I don't, it's called m- mimosa? <laughs> exactly. But what then, is that? But then the best part is the serious Bon App chick. Mm-hmm. only has whiskey with ice <laughs> <laughs> and then and okay she, so there's three critiques they give on the show it's basically like it's under seasoned they're just uh-huh. there's not enough seasoning and yeah that that's a big no, problem under seasoned is the only thing they know it's almost like a, a doll with a thing you pull <laughs> they all the, everything is fucking under seasoned uh-huh. you know and then there's also the classic i wish you would have done more I wish you would have put, you could have pushed harder on this. I guess if I was doing three fingers of wild turkey for breakfast, I think everything was under <laughs> season too. too. <laughs> and then the positive is just like they curse because it's HBO, mm. you know, so it'll get edgy and they'll be like, this is fucking delicious, you know, <laughs> and they're talking about a scone or something. Uh-huh. So overall, uh, this is Jack Daniels French toast is <laughs> exactly this fucking I mean, bomb. There was sauce. a, there was a, the, 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 my, my favorite contestant, Danielle from New Jersey, was mm-hmm. the scone master. And let me hold on. The best part. Let me let me just. I, I'll end here. No, please don't. The, so this, she's like, she, first first episode, she makes a scone. They're like, oh, this bitch is crazy with the mm-hmm. scones. This is fucked up. This best scone I've ever had. Then later on, obviously, we're looking at episode seven. They bring a they bring a <laughs> celebrity judge. I'm thinking, who who could this be? Who could they get? Dan Levy's a pretty big celebrity. This is at HBO Max. They bring Dominique Enzel, the cronut <laughs> creator. Uh-huh. And this guy's like a French guy who can't, he says, he's like, can't talk. He's like, that's good. Like, he, has, <laughs> he has no, and Danielle, the baker, is freaking the fuck out because she's like, I lined up for this man's cronut. Like, uh-huh. she's ready to risk it all. Right, like she's, she's ready like to take I'm losing off, my shit. She's ready to take off her fucking Madewell jumpsuit and bust it down for fucking Dominique. What it's like when I run into Kodak at the airport and I do a sixteen. <laughs> this is this exactly. could make or break this my career. Chance. So everybody's like, "Damn, this is crazy!" Like Dominique is here. Meanwhile, Dominique is literally like the most boring. He looks like a, he's a fucking Manila envelope. This guy gives <laughs> is giving nothing. Like they, like they didn't give this guy a screen test because he made a cronut in uh-huh. 2017. <laughs> so. So then, so 
she does a banana bread and they're like oh shit that's all you're dominique enzel's here you're gonna come with the banana bread and i i don't mean to spoiler alert Mm. banana bread wasn't great oh no you know so she kind of fumbled the bag and and Mm. this is something i've never seen on a cooking reality program everybody's was so bad when dominique was there (laughs) that they were like you know what We'll give you another chance. Right, right, right. right you guys right. can all redo it. And that's when I got pissed off. Yeah. That's when I got pissed off because I was like, this show's not about winning and losing. This is about Dan Levy wearing outfits. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I want to see brunch excellence. <laughs> I don't want to see Dan Levy in cropped Mew Mew. I want to see <laughs> some Jack Daniels French toast uh-huh. perfectly done. Yeah. I want eggs that are scrambled like I'm in France. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I didn't get any of that. All I got was Dan Levy's outfits <laughs> and some uh, bad feedback from a Bon Appetit test kitchen YouTube. <laughs> like also, like my feedback. So if I'm a chef, imagine you're a chef. You've been beasting for years. Mm-hmm. You have your own restaurant. Maybe you have a pop up. Yeah, <clears throat> and your feedback is from a front of house guy a Bon Appetit self-trained YouTuber mm-hmm. and an actor. <laughs> Does that seem a little crazy? And, and nobody can be like, not to be that person, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I may know more about yeah. what I'm cooking than like, you guys I do. I literally know more about what I'm cooking. <clears throat> I've been doing this for 10 years or whatever. So I'm a little, I'm a little upset with that, but I have saved the finale. You haven't watched it yet. We haven't watched yet. I watched the first half. I did fall asleep at 845. I wasn't okay. able to finish it. Sure. So I don't know who won. Okay, tonight it goes down. Tonight it's going down. What I feel like um, this could be a, a strong influence of the Great British Bake Off. On, I, I am on this only the Great British Bake Off walked so Dan Levy, the Big Brunch, could crawl. Yeah, I've I don't know why I felt compelled to watch this, but I really loved it. <laughs> really, I devoured it. But it, but in a hate way. I I can't watch any food cooking competition shows anymore. Because of all these reasons that you've said. There's not one person on this show that is likable. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, there's people that have flashes of likability, mm-hmm. but there's not one person where you're like, I'm rooting for you. Right. Like, you're not annoying. You're talented. You're here for the right reasons. Rooting for no one. Can't root for anybody. There's no one to root for. Talented. There's a guy named Daniel. Very talented. Okay. Korean influenced. Um, <laughs> lots of broths. You know what I mean? kimchi fried rice no no it was more inventive than that i actually think he's the most talented guy on the show he has a pop-up in richmond we could check we can go check it out it says brunch like broth (laughs) no i mean like i used to love watching top chef and iron chef and all these shows because it was like all right we're gonna get the best chefs in the world and we are gonna create an environment where they can create the best food ever yes and they are going to have a cookout and we will decide who did a better job Mm. and that's it and then it started turning into we're going to give the cash prize to whoever has the most sob story yeah 100 it doesn't matter if they did a better job it's like oh did you know is your partner dying of some terminal illness you know did a hurricane hit your 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 coffee shop your restaurant closed during covid and you you decided that you were non-binary yes Here's the 300. Yeah. Off rip, here's the 300 for you. So this show was less about did you make better food and more about is, you know, are you feeding more homeless yeah. people than this it wasn't, other person? It wasn't the Which cut, is cool. It wasn't the Gordon Ramsay style cutthroat cooking show that I would like. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I did watch all of it in 24 hours. So 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, it worked on me. So who am I to say? So this was you. You would say that this was a kitchen nightmare. For it you. was a kitchen nightmare. I'm guessing, and mm-hmm. and don't I haven't talked to any of my insider, you know, insiders at Variety, the Hollywood Reporter, or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm guessing it's not going to get a season two. I'm guessing. Let's hope not. Dan, if you can't send the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> leave it. Leave it to the boys and girls over at. Great British Bake Off. They, they, they know s- how to do earnest, yeah. happy, mm-hmm. good, positive cooking competition the right way. Americans, we we are not. And what's built his for name that. was getting looks off in the same way that Dan wishes he could. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Noel. Yeah, he's got his fucking skin tight pants on. His Noel's wearing like Vivian Westwood collection vintage, <laughs> like absolutely stunting. Yeah, these are all these are all archival pieces. This is all archive. This is actually from Sex Malcolm's store. I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen that show. I've only seen his fits. Oh, his fits are truly yeah. atrocious. And every single um like every single year, sometime around now, like a month after Halloween, I remind myself. I need to dress like him for Halloween, Great but Halloween then by costume. the time it comes around, I never do it. Mainly because I don't have an extra eight thousand laying around to <laughs> put this look together. Yeah, you have to call your personal shopper at Saks to get the costume together. Yeah, and which I do have. I feel like, of course, I feel like Alexa Chung dressed up like him. Maybe she did. That's good. She did, but she already had the fucking yeah, the YSL pointy heel, which which boots. Yeah, and no, shit. she had it all. But that's a very I love. Like a British on British costume where it's clearly a, a respect. You know, mm-hmm. she's not she's not demeaning him anyway. She's like, I can shop my closet for this costume. It's and easy. It's timely. You know, it's very timely because the show is very popular. Yeah, it's like how everyone here has a Sailor Moon costume in their closet mm-hmm. for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and over there they can put well, together. Well, most people a big that I know that have that costume in their closets because they make their wife, girlfriend, or or significant other dress up like that to have sex. Let's move on. What else do we have on the docket here? Uh, <laughs> well, we have a couple of conspiracy theories to get into. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. And Let I want to get into my bag. I, okay, I don't fully understand what's going on with Balenciaga. Okay, we have Balenciaga and then we have NFT. What's it? FTX? FTX, Tom Brady, Giselle. FTX, Tom Brady, Giselle. And then we'll do Balenciaga first. Okay, so the Balenciaga thing, they did a, a, a child BDSM photo shoot. <laughs> And they received a lot of... Uh, I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration of what was going on. The teddy bears were in BDSM, Jason. I don't know what you're into with your teddies. Was the teddy a child? Or was it a full-grown child? Uh, the the, full the child teddy? was holding the teddy. Okay. So they were so close to BDSM that it made a lot of parents, including Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like it. But this then whole thing I stinks. was sent... We were sent a TikTok. Vetmont would never do this, just we, for the We record. were sent a TikTok by a listener... Mm-hmm. And she was like, yo, check this shit out. Yes. We both checked it out. This TikTok by like a mom in Memphis, which is, makes no sense, mm-hmm. is basically she zooming in on the Balenci photo shoot, saying that the paperwork that's used as a prop in the Balenci photo shoot is like about basically skirting child pornography laws. Right. It would be like if if uh, Mew Mew does uh, an abortion ad campaign and they have Roe v. Wade printed up in the and background strewn, strewn and if about, you zoom yeah. like an eagle-eyed tiktoker mm-hmm. so now but balenciaga is as has if you don't want me to hunt don't don't lay the easter eggs around the yard exactly That's what I i've got time today mm-hmm. <laughs> but now there's there's some basically now balenciaga is saying we're suing 
the people who did this for $25 million and people are like, bro, you did this. Like, <laughs> who the fuck are you suing? But I guess there's maybe like a, a prop stylist or whatever, you know, who right, I, I don't right, exactly right. understand. But now the other line of thinking that I've seen on the World Wide Web, all a ploy. This was all right. planned. This was all... This is all an elaborate marketing scheme to get attention. No press is bad press. Yes. And let's see how far we Kim can Kardashian, push the envelope. Kim Kardashian, though, was forced to comment today saying that, like, I was disgusted. I've spoken to the Balenciaga team. I do think they've understood the wrongdoing. I don't know what the future holds for, for myself. For my partnership with this brand. Yeah. I think that... Um, as a known conspiracy theorist, mm -hmm. as a Bush did 9-11 guy, mm -hmm. where do you fall? Okay. I think um, <laughs> I think it's going to be either two routes. Either okay. either what you said was it was all an orchestrated thing and uh -huh. Balenciaga knew exactly what they were doing because mm -hmm. they had to know to a certain extent what they were doing sure. because... They hired the people to do it. And also they signed off on images that have a lot to go through. Yeah. Where like even if it's just a picture of a model on a white background that has to get yeah. run 200 through. people are looking at this and retouching and approving. Yes. Sure. Every little nook and cranny. Even, yeah, I mean, even just an up close of Bella's torso yeah. is going to go through hours. <laughs> I agree. And I, you know, I don't love to work, but if they, <laughs> I would do that. You could zoom if you have to. Zoom. I, if I have to, I will. I, I, th I think it's it's either that they're like, let's see how much, how we far, can, we, can how far we can go, because also the world of like things that are taboo. I think that child pornography is Top. the is the one thing that you don't well, you can't come back from. Well, except in France, which is I think that's <laughs> that's the interesting. I think that there is a little bit of a disconnect. Like obviously, Balenciaga and Dem, they're masters of this shit. Like masters mm -hmm. of marketing. Like it's unbelievable. But I I wonder if sometimes the you know the European view of things mm -hmm. is they're a little more laissez faire. Excuse the behavior, and it's worked until now. Until it doesn't work. Yeah, I guess it's interesting that you said that about, you know, they seem to be okay with it. But it's the one thing that where it's just like you can't come back from that. No. Like you could kill, you can ruin people's yeah. lives, you can take money well, from millions on, of people. Well, unless you're Michael Jackson, he's clearly <laughs> fine. I've seen some wheat paste this week for his new album. <laughs> so he's fine. Because like I said, the best thing you can do is die. Yeah. But so I think... Well, there's that. And the other the other angle is... Like you see the um, like the old Disney animation cells mm -hmm. and like Marlboro and Camel cigarettes where somebody really sneaks in an Easter egg. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, Little Mermaid. Gay has, sex and Little Mermaid, you know. There's stuff like that and they'll draw like sort of abstract outlines of penises and Classic. genitalia. And that stuff will sneak past the editorial eye and get through. Yes. And that's one thing. But... All of these things, all of these Easter eggs are are very overt. It's literally just like here is a picture of the thing that these is really eggs bad. ain't these eggs ain't hidden that well. These eggs ain't hidden, and like the like they changed the name of Balenciaga on the caution tape. They spelled Balenciaga with two A's to say B A L L, which is Ball, mm -hmm. who is uh, I guess you know an ancient god of ch sacrificing children. I think they might have pushed it too far, and I think that they'll be fine because 
People love Balenciaga People love too much. Balenci and and you could also just pretend like you don't know what's going on and you don't you know. Well, it is a lot of information and it's required me to watch a TikTok and that's further than I wanted to take it, mm-hmm. you know? I think that I guess what um what could be likely is there really was an art director somewhere. I mean, it is plausible that some someone was like, I'm going to stir things up. Yeah. I'm going to drop some things in there and there's a good chance that all that stuff won't be um cross-checked like if you just have twenty thousand things in the background you're not going to look at everything there's little stuff that could be missed and he gets it through or they get it through and then but can that person actually be sued for 25 million dollars i don't think they can well i think like a lot of lawsuits in this beautiful country it's merely to look serious you know like i'm doing something about this Mm -hmm. but i i think this i feel like this might just be a we're so big and we flew too close to the sun mm-hmm. and we're going to apologize and we're going to keep it moving because I do think no one will actually care after the <clears> end of the day. <throat> and it's like uh, the, the, the deniability is tough to find or, or it could be if you want to put on our, our five D chess hat, this is a, this is a sort of sneaky move to, because the only people that are really going to complain about this on a large level, mm-hmm. like the Tucker Carlson's and mm-hmm. the, the the church and all these mm-hmm. people who are very vocal against I'm waiting stuff, for the Pope to comment, actually. Or the Pope. Mm-hmm. The people who are going to get the most excited about this are people who have been either accused of being a yes, child yes, predator yes, or true, true. are sort of a spokesperson for people who are child the predators. The Catholic Church has said they're burning all of their Balenciaga. Right. Closeted politicians, yeah. church members, all those people. This is sort of uh, this is a red herring bait for them to take where it's like, you know, he who cast the whatever and he who point the loudest at this problem those are the people who are really actually doing it. So it's maybe meant to sort of, Oh, you, you throw a little smoke out the, yes, the real ones, smoke out the real ones. So you're saying, okay. Who doth protest the most have a CP on the USB. This is a good, this is a good theory. So you're saying that Balenciaga is doing the work of the FBI and kind of smoking out a uh, high profile. They're not doing the work of the FBI. They're doing the work for the FBI. Okay. The liberal FBI. Well, of course. And that, I don't want to tangle with those guys. I'll tell you that. So this just, these are just, uh, you know, we're living in a culture war. And, you know, this, this is, time, this, this is Hiroshima. It's war. This time it's war. This is, this is the cultural war being escalated yeah. where, you know, because like the nuclear weapon in a war, that's the, that's the trump card. That's the final thing. You can't come back from that. Once mm-hmm. you do that, mm-hmm. everything changes. And this is, and You're this right. is that. This is a good theory. I can't wait to watch this play out. I knew Big TJ would have one of his third eye theories, and <laughs> this one is one of your better ones. What a, what a shame that this the culture wars will end up, you know, the very last days before we're all evaporated by whatever digital well, clouds of I'll be dripping in my Balenci till the day I fucking die. <laughs> I'm on my I'm on my fucking I, I'm on no, my Quavo. This this can only, you know, I would say so you're saying buy the dip for Balenciaga? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this could be another stock not the, not the drip, the dip. But yeah, that <laughs> that puts us perfectly in And also really quick before you move on to the last talking point I think uh, Lil Uzi Vert's silence has been deafening these last few days. I demand a comment. 
mm-hmm. from Uzi. I don't know his legal name or I would say it right here. <laughs> um, and we will be waiting and we will not be streaming any of your songs on Spotify, Apple Music, or Tidal until you kind of tell us what you think about this. And it's especially important to hear from him because he actually looks like a child. <laughs> so I think that's kind of why we need comment from him. He could have gotten wrapped up in this, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so many times when they're at the Balenciaga eyes wide shut parties, he has to have his oh not him, not him, he's cool. He's like, hey, no, no, no I'm, I'm, no, good, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No, no, chill, chill. Um, yeah, the other now the other uh, theory that I was introduced to from friend of the show Andrews today. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Andrew Steele. He's like, have you seen this? I'm like, no. He's like, it's really good. <laughs> and it's a TikTok once again. Where a woman has like a it all happens on TikTok. Like a highlighted, like a timeline, like a, a printed out, mm-hmm. like a serious college level mm-hmm. notes about Tom Compendium. Tom and Giselle saying that they had so much money. I'll paraphrase. Mm-hmm. They had so much money, maybe maybe most of their wealth mm-hmm. tied up in the FTX thing. This is Mer- Bernie Madoff levels. Yes. And they were basically their divorce is merely a way to retain as much money as possible mm-hmm. um, from this FTX thing because they were deep deep ties. They were in the Bahamas mm-hmm. right before it all went down. Mm-hmm. There's there's all she's got all this 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 kind of you know quote unquote proof about how they like place these stories with the New York Post and they don't when they don't want you know blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I want to believe this one especially. But Tom Brady is dumb. <laughs> yeah. But, Just, he, but the people that manage his wealth might I not be. I want to think so. But if they were that smart, they wouldn't have put 98% of T12 in the fucking, in the crypto guy who's 31 years old. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They wouldn't have done that. Right. Unless, unless everyone was doing it. And it was I think thing. I think a lot of people were doing it. But I Which think, is a deflection. But I think that I think there could be some truth to this. I mean, I think that. But the other thing. Well, I guess we. Well, let's explain. So basically, this uh, this service, which was like a. I mean, this is like a huge story. I don't. It's a huge story, but there's there, it's still a confusing thing that a lot of people don't know about. People don't know what that was up until two weeks ago. You know. It was like a. I don't fully understand. I think it was just like a crypto VC, basically. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, like, it's like a service where people can hold their crypto money. It's but like it was a, the kind of thing where they this guy had raised, you know, like every other. It's just like the. But fact- he he has his own VC. He was hemorrhaging money, and then he dipped into deposits from the users of this service. Basically, like Bank of America is losing money, so they take all the money from the people that deposited that, move that money to his VC fund to do other stuff or to just like pay they named pay it, bills they like and bought payroll. a stadium right like that's how big this was you know right but i think and you ended up losing eight billion the whole thing's tanking. in one day right i just think that the when we look back on this crypto thing and how so many of you fucking bozos <laughs> acted like if you don't get in on this and the ugly fucking digital art you're you're getting left in the dust, bro. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be poor. You're gonna be at the fuck. You're gonna be waiting in line for free cheese and bread downtown. <laughs> and look at you fucking now. Do you think if you were this age right now, when the internet first came out, you would be an internet denier? No, because the internet served. Because there were a lot of internet deniers. Totally, but the said- internet to me would have served a greater purpose than like 
and also it's i know it this sounds crazy and maybe it is mm-hmm. it seems easier to understand on paper even at the time yeah i guess so yeah, yeah. like now it's like it's decentralized like what the fuck does that mean? it's decentralized because before bro. it was like a wor- it's a worldwide web and you could surf the yeah. internet also, and you could bro, send electronic let mail you, let me tell I you the, the main that. difference worldwide web got titties <laughs> guess what doesn't no, it's true. Crypto might have titties, but it's it's a digital <laughs> avatar, so it's not quite as exciting. Like I think that the, the the fact that pornography was available on the internet first generation, you got email and pornography that is so much more appealing mm-hmm. than yeah, you have a wallet on your phone where numbers move around, but you never get to touch anything. You mm-hmm. can't go to an ATM. And if you want to take out your six hundred fifty million. Maybe maybe at a different time. Can you guys call us back? We're really we're really slammed right now. Can you call us back? So so we so so Tom Brady and and Giselle they saw this coming and they decided the theory is that they decided to get a a, to legally divorce themselves even if they weren't planning on it and they're going to stay together they have to maybe pretend like they're being divorced to move money around to get money hidden. But I think also. I don't believe this one. I think Tom Brady is really stupid. Mm. I think he listened to whoever's money guy was. This happened and Giselle was like, oh no. <laughs> you know, Giselle was just like, hell no. I'm going to go fuck a jujitsu instructor in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. You're a dumbass. Like I could have lost, all, I lost everything or, or a substantial yeah. amount of my income. Like, and you went back to play football. You already got, you already are CTE'd out. No yeah. question. Mm-hmm. You're not home with our little badass kids. Like, what's the point? You're not rich. You're brain dead. And you ain't raising our kids. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> so, um, so what do you think is going to happen? She, do you think that she is going to just permanently move to Costa Rica for three years until it blows away? I think, I think, I don't know. I but I, I also I also think people like Giselle because she's from Brazil is mm. like I think you can always go back home and be like beloved. She's got somewhere to go. Tom Brazy has got nowhere to go. Tom <laughs> yeah, Brazy yeah, goes yeah. to Boston. He gets jumped in the Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady goes to Tampa. They run him over with a fucking lifted three fifty. He yeah. can't go anywhere. Only American chicks find him hot or Barely. find him hot. Barely. He looks. He looks. Like there's nothing between the eyes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He looks like he's truly built to throw touchdowns and anything else. It's like, <laughs> you know, he like can't put the words together. Right, right. He has a hard time putting a square in a round peg. And but he's had a tough a go. Of colors got, and stuff. Bro, your marriage is super model. You got these kids. You got the doctor scamming you for a million to keep your keep your steroids right. Mm-hmm. You you're losing. You're getting just, you're 45 years old. You're getting fucking taken out of the knees by fat fucking linebackers. Mm-hmm. It's tough, dude. It's over for him. You ever been hit by a Simone guy? Not nah. pretty. Well, I mean, it was in a spa, so it was different. It'll, but. Leave, it'll leave a mark. I think what Tom should do, he's, I mean, he did lose what half a billion dollars, mm-hmm. blah, 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 but. He still has a hundred million in real estate holdings. He's he, good. He has enough money to live on for the rest of his life. And because he's been playing football since the seventies, basically, he has <laughs> decades of career under his belt. There are so many the same way that Charles Manson is married in jail and yeah. and uh, ten thousand people want to fuck Jeffrey. It'll Dahmer. be no problem. He can go somewhere. Somewhere there is just a badass thirty-eight-year-old, just dumb yeah. blonde chick somewhere in Oklahoma. No, bro, it's who's called, like I don't care about any of the stuff you did. You can cheat called, on me, do whatever you want, bro. It's it's the lead bartender 
at Houston's. Oh yeah, okay. In Fort Lauderdale, you know, That's it's like it's some ti- he's got to go, he's got to go tiger mode. But he needs to cut his loss. Just get him some. Get him because if you get something like that, it's like a you know, it's like getting a golden retriever puppy. It's like this person has been idolizing you and has been in love with you and obsessed yeah, with you good. since you were since they you're were good. five, you know, ten years old. You can do no wrong in their eyes, and she's just going to treat you like a king, cook and clean and do whatever you want. And you can you just buy a boat, you go fishing, you you're do all good. you do your hit classes and yeah. just enjoy the rest Tom, of your day. Maybe Tom could become a low key berries instructor in one of the tertiary markets, make a little <laughs> extra cash. You know what I mean? I don't I don't do it for the money. <laughs> I do need I just, a little money, but I just love it, man. I just get a lot from it. He could, I mean, because people still want, I mean, obviously this could be setting up for a book or for a Netflix Tom, Tom deal. Brady is going to be filthy rich and successful for the rest of his life, just like Tiger Woods, because we mm-hmm. forgive, ath- this country, athletes are, are closer to God than anyone else. We will forgive you. Tiger Woods has fucked up countless times. Nothing that bothers me, obviously. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But the fact that regular ass, God-fearing Americans forgive Tiger Woods for being on Vicodin and wrecking his car and cheating on his hot wife that's crazy you uh-huh. know no one else gets that kind of grace from the american public no one one thousand percent no one it's and, true. and tom brady obviously his his crimes are lesser uh in the mm. eye of of not only me, me but i think the rest of I mean, our, he doesn't our, really have any crimes no he has anything wrong he's just stupid he just he just got caught up he got caught up in the in the crypto craze <laughs> at least bernie madoff made it look good man he had the barber he had all the belgian loafers yeah that's true yeah he made it look good these crypto guys look like shit they look like guys that are you know they look like guys that live in costa rica by choice because they're co-working yeah we we wanted enron to win we don't 100%. want we, yeah that's that's the main thing is because like when when you see like oh the internet's not gonna make it and you hate like oh these nerds i don't like them that was back in the day and it was just a simple nerds versus jocks and now the nerd dumb and the jock dumb has just magnified and quadrupled so mm-hmm. much to where it's like there's so many levels and uh, the, the spectrum of nerdery is so deep where these crypto people use so you like there is obviously a, a, a small not small but like there's a decent chance that crypto will become this sure. big thing the same way the internet became a big thing and all these other things will become a big thing it will control our lives and it will be the decision that everyone should have made but you really don't want that to happen because you those are the dorkiest people in the world. And if those are the people, you know, it's like we have Elon Musk, you know, running Twitter right now. And everyone's like, oh, these types of fucking people should not have. Yeah. You know, it, like our world sucks because they're in power. Well, I got a question for you then. <clears throat> just just quickly before we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. So people are saying, I'm leaving Twitter. I can't deal with this anymore. This is a madman. Mm-hmm. People still buying Tesla's what's the what what is it because it's electric and they've like decided that that's okay because that's like good for the environment or is it a classic tale of we choose what we want to care about and broadcast loudly i think that you know people just love an electric car or or, you know the sustainability thing the environmental thing you know I, i i you know i hate elon but he makes a good product blah 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 
And I think that Elon still has millions and, you know, if not billions devout, of people devout who, who are still devout I, followers and they love what he's doing. I mean, I guess he's not like letting Trump into the Model 3 or whatever so people <laughs> can get, but it, the, the outrage, the absolute blind stupidity of people being like, I'm going to leave this platform because the new owner is here and he's bad. Mm-hmm. But then they got the, they got two Teslas charging out back, taking fucking Timmy to soccer practice just seems a little hypocritical to me. <laughs> just a little bit. I agree with that. But also, like, just if you're like, oh, I don't actually, <laughs> I like this car. It's fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it's just like, oh, I like the gold wing doors and it's cheaper than a Lambo, that's fine. Uh-huh. Own it. But you can't be. Yeah, you got to own it. You cannot stand on the mountaintop screaming about this man's ills and how bad he is mm. while also have it being on a waiting list for a car you don't need. I think that people are treating Twitter as a as a utility and not an elective mm. application that nobody has to use. Yeah, and I think that's the issue. It's been so ingrained in our lives because it is where the world goes when things yeah, it's happen. News. It's news. If there's a major event going on on our yeah. planet Earth that we live in, we all go to Twitter. We would have never thought that would happen when you know we all signed up for Twitter, you know, 14 years ago, so we could post pictures of our breakfast. And now it controls everything. But you know, it's like if you if you don't like Twitter and you want to stop using it, you can just stop using it, and you don't have to say it. you don't have to virtue signal. And, and that you don't being have said, follow them jeans on Mastodon. He's <laughs> he's getting a lot of good stuff off over there. He's really able to kind of be himself a little more it's just unregulated you know what i mean it just feels like there's no overlords i can let my hair down like seeing what we're doing you know it feels free just but to you know as you go up and up you know everyone hates tiktok and they're like oh this is an application that china is using to destroy our culture and beat us in these in these wars it's a it's a deflection from that. Now everyone's like TikTok. TikTok is the best. I love it. It's so awesome, and it hasn't changed. It's only doing more damage. It's only taking more of our data and selling it, and blah blah blah. Hey. There's going to be a time where we're going to yearn for the days when American companies like Facebook and Zuck and Meta and Twitter those were, were the ones who are problems. stealing our data. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want I want the theft to be domestic. That's right. I'm a nationalist when in, when I'm being robbed of all of my information. <laughs> that's good. And all the soul that's, and life is being sucked out of. That's me. good to know. And thank you for making that declaration. God bless America. How long gone? <laughs> uh, another. Uh, uh, how long gone after dark? Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let Jason roll himself into a shower. Uh, I could tell he needs to get that kind of. I'm, I'm. I'm. It's giving ick. It's giving, but ick. also last really quick. Speaking of fitness, I discovered one thing that you are going to be interested in. It's not something that is new. You've probably heard of it. Okay. And other, you know, GQ wrote a story on it a few weeks ago. But are you familiar with hostage tape? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. A, a guy actually, Hunter and I were training at the gym, mm-hmm. and a guy who Hunter knows uh, came over. He's like, "You guys, uh, heard this hostage tape shit." Mm-hmm. He's like, do you think people would think I was crazy if I wore it in here? And we were both like, yes. Yes. Yeah. So for for the uninitiated, you put tape over your mouth to force you to breathe through your nose mm-hmm. because that's the best thing for us and will help with performance. This is also a sleep. Like it's also mm-hmm. recommended for sleep. Yes. Yeah. So the from what I've learned, the nose mm-hmm. is a muscle just like every other part of your body that can atrophy and it can be strengthened. And with a nose like yours, <laughs> yeah, we got to get the. I'm leaving get, money on the table. You're not. You're not deadlift enough with that schnoz. And uh, so I did 
I, I used hostage tape when I slept last night for the first time. So in you've my purchased life. some tape. There's tape in this house. Well, the so my friend's house who I was staying at, his partner, she's an esthetician and she has um she just knows a lot about, you know, skin and breathing and dehydration. So she said get taped, stuff. bitch. She's been taping her mouth every night for a long time, not for any fitness goals, but she she was told by a doctor that her her nose muscles are are weaker maybe and like she needs to do that but so she didn't do a lot of coke when she was younger but you <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but you um you leave so much um moisture like so much moisture yeah. leaves the mouth while you sleep if you sleep you know if you're a mouth also oh, it's good for the skin because it keeps the hydration so, every, so we're up in napa and it's cold and it's dry the elevation you know the maybe there's a heater on and that's making you even more dry and you're sucking in that dry air and it's just mm. so when you wake up you're, you're you've got your lips are chapped you got of cotton course. mouth you yeah. just feel so dehydrated and i slept with my mouth taped up and you breathe through your nose only and you don't have any of that cotton mouth any of that chapped lip because you feel instantly better when you woke up yeah i mean like the, every day that we we're staying there untaped i wake up and i'm just like oh i mean obviously it's because i'm dehydrated from alcohol and, yeah but i but, know i mean all it makes sense logically so, so so do you have any or did you just use hers i i used hers but i but you can also use i have that tape where you like do the like physio a tape. yeah so you can also use physio tape but i ordered some just there is a brand called hostage yeah. tape yeah but you have to like order it from their website and it has to be a subscription oh so i just didn't do that but you can just go on amazon and there's five thousand different okay. mouth tapes but i would try it i would try I'll, I'll cut you off a square yeah cut me off a square like it's a nice little brownie you worked on all afternoon <laughs> and it's great if you uh, if one of your partners snores uh-huh i i obviously sleep like an angel um i don't know i don't snore even though i'm big mm-hmm drinking makes you snore it is giving snore looking at you but yeah. i i believe that you don't but I, it's it's something that i look forward to doing but i could never wear you know hostage tape when i'm at the gym oh i could definitely be, do it at the gym oh. yeah i don't give a shit but when bro. i'm at home doing my little yoga lattes or whatever it is yeah, when you're when you're stretching for two and a half hours and saying i just worked out you could definitely wear it then no 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 i'm doing i'm doing brolic um holds and positions <laughs> Brolic holds in positions. Uh-huh. Thank you for joining us on How Long Gone After Dark. Uh, more podcasts this week. We got some good guests coming up. Full. We got so many activities coming up to break down this podcast. Our, our dance card is full. That's right. Yeah. And Seattle folks, we have. Uh, you know, I think it's like three quarters of the tickets yeah. sold, which is which is great. We are going to have a couple pieces of unique merchandise available. You know, for we're that. offering you unique merchandise opportunities. So put on your fucking Patagonia and mm. uh, make it out of the house. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Have a blessed week. I am a real dog boy. I might mix up the dickies with Gucci and Fendi. My kids type Balenci. And just all my jeans just to hold up the bitch. My travel baby, bitch, I might buy some titties. And I fuck with bloods if I ain't real like you. And I fuck with cribs, they got hustle like niggas. And that blicky be with me, you won't kiss me slippy. Don't tempt me, cause I really up and get busy. Ride with extensions, got thirties and fifties. Too many shots to be missing. Bitch with the young niggas turned in this city. I hit a bitch with a quickie skirt off and I'm busy. I lead a hoe, then she text me, she ice. When the hoe eat the gym and she know not to kiss me. She swallow that cream like she eating that
nigga crispy. Perkins said 30, this bitch got me itching. These rappers be actors like they was on Disney. I'm thumbing through commas, blue hunters, pink fits. My Judy Prisama, I'm flying, I'm crib. Roger Vinci and Fendi. Ain't Louis and Gucci. I'm gangsta and bougie. Rock Balenci's with dickies. Choosy like Susie, your bitch wanna do. Can't make love to a groupie, I bust me a quickie. Might fuck up the city with pounds of the Keisha like Brandy Moesha. My trap fat like Nicky. Big worm on the door, I'm serving that smoke. When it comes to the gas, he could grass like I'm standing. Hellcats and Maybacks, we drive them like cameras. My diamonds canary, my wrist been in Jerry. I'm shining, you see me, might blind you like Stevie. Put diamond VVs in my tube like a fairy. Beat the pussy like Springer, she calling me Jerry. Keep a yellow bone.